Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dozinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach. And this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and lead mutually empowered, purposeful lives. Now, just a heads up, we will not have a show next week on Christmas Eve. I repeat, we won't have a show next week on Christmas Eve. Because in our house, the 24th is also known as my husband's birthday. So, part of his gift this year is not having an episode to edit, as he graciously and amazingly does each and every week. So, happy birthday, babe. (laughs) I'll be back on Monday of New Year's Eve, so feel free to catch up on other episodes in the meantime, and know you can look forward to a new episode on the 31st. Last week, we talked about how our parents' values and the way they communicate them to us influence what we come to believe about ourselves. And this week, we're talking all about the messages we needed to hear as children, but perhaps didn't. See, part of the problem when parents try to communicate a certain value to their children is that they assume their children are taking in that information with the knowledge that they're unconditionally loved. Because certainly from a parent's point of view, taking care of them, providing for them, putting up with them when they're terrible, demonstrate unconditional love. But think about when you were a kid. Did you consciously think to yourself, I know my parents intend the very best for me, and I know they love me unconditionally? No, not unless they directly told you. So taking care of them and providing for them are ways that parents know that they love their kids unconditionally, but it's a huge leap to assume that a child inherently knows this. When we pause to see the world through the eyes of a child, we realize that they don't necessarily know they're loved and accepted, even when they mess up, make mistakes, or fail to meet their parents' expectations, and especially if the parents reacted to them in a way they didn't intend to, right? They have to be told. Just think about your own upbringing. That's the only way parental correction makes sense. Otherwise, children are left to question what parents assume they already know. And assuming, man, it'll get us. So here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to state a lot of truths about you. Now, bear with me here. I know this may be uncomfortable for some, but I really need you to start getting comfortable with it. More importantly, your children really need you to start getting comfortable with it because if you have trouble receiving these truths, it's likely that your children, if you have them, do too because kids take cues from their parents. So I mentioned earlier that today we're talking about all the messages we needed to hear as children because what? We need to hear, know, and learn to believe these truths about ourselves still today whether we're 20, 40, or 60. So listen to this episode first for you and really internalize these messages. And if you have kids, listen a second time around to discern what truths you need to say out loud to your own kiddos, okay? So to help you through this episode, I'm going to give you some instructions, but before I do, this episode is brought to you by my one-hour paid consultations. Do you have questions specific to your marriage? Would you like professional direction and guidance? If so, I would love to jump on a one-hour phone call with you to talk about your life, your questions, and your marriage. 
Consultations are not a replacement for therapy or coaching, but those who have done consultations with me report new insights and confidence in their ability to move forward simply from having received an outside and objective perspective. So if a particular issue is coming to your mind right now and you desire to feel not only heard but better prepared or equipped for your situation, just visit bravemarriage.com shop and click on one-hour consultation to purchase. Again, that's bravemarriage.com shop. Okay, are you ready for your instructions? Number one, I want you to notice any reaction to the first sentence I state for each truth. Did you feel settled, resolved, content, happy, or perhaps resistant, bothered, even a tinge of sadness or anger? Make a mental note for the ones that stand out. Then secondly, ask yourself, who did I desire to hear this from the most? My mom? My dad? Someone else? And then finally, I want you to open yourself up to the idea that all of these are 100% true about you, okay? I'm not forcing any beliefs on you that you don't want or you aren't ready to believe about yourself. All I'm asking is for you to consider, what if this is true about me? What might that mean? Because some of you will be tempted to bypass your own reaction, but resist that temptation. Again, simply open yourself up to the possibility that all of these messages are absolutely true of you. And if you're type A or a journaler like me, or if you know you need to further process or sit with some of these truths, go ahead and maybe pull out a notebook. You might need it, just saying. Number one, you are loved. Just as you are, no requirements, no prerequisites. Number two, you are lovable. You don't have to be someone you're not or live up to someone else's expectations to be lovable. You just are. It's just a matter of seeing yourself in that light and finding people who see you. Number three, you're amazing. You are one of a kind and there is no one else in the world like you. You were uniquely and specially created for such a time as this. Number four, you are enough. You don't have to do more, be more, give more prove anything, push through, work harder or smarter, you're enough. Number five, you are accepted. Without pretense, without changing or hiding, without covering up parts of yourself to fit in. Number six, you're a delight. Just as you are, quirks and all. Number seven, you are able You're created in the image of God, which means you're hardwired with God-given abilities to create, connect, reason, make decisions, and do hard things, things you never thought possible because of Him. Number eight, you are free. The invisible boxes you put yourself in aren't actually there, and the labels you or others assign to yourself aren't conclusive. Sure, we may feel confined, constrained, or anxious, but we're also free to start taking back our power 
and choose to be who we really are at any moment. Number nine, you are worthy. You don't have to do anything to prove your worth. If you're on this planet, you're worthy of time, of attention, of love, whether you've ever received these things or not. Number 10, you are seen by a God who loves you. Yes, you. You are seen, you are heard, and you matter. Number 11, you're important. Your thoughts, your words, your actions, your ideas, your contributions, your life. Number 12, you are privileged to be born in this time and in this place, to have access to so many things, to have the life and family and friends and future that you do. Number 13, you are limited, and that's a gift. You cannot do it all. You were not made to. You were made to be one player in a much larger story. You were made to need help, to need other people. And number 14, you're on purpose. Your life is not an accident. Even if you were a surprise to your parents, you were not a surprise to the creator of the universe. The fact that you're alive is intentional, and your life was meant for meaning. Now, as I spoke those truths, Which ones did you feel good and settled about? Do you want to know why that is? It's because you already believe this truth about yourself. You were likely told this growing up, or you've done your own work to believe it as an adult. However, if you felt a sense of discomfort, like, whoa, that sentence doesn't even register in my brain, it's likely because That's a truth you didn't receive growing up, but needed to. It's a truth you haven't yet believed or internalized about yourself. Remember last week when we identified false messages of, I have to be blank in order to be loved or accepted? Well, here's what I want you to do with that information. Realize and accept that it's not true. You are already and inherently loved just as you are. And gosh, if we believed that, what would that look like? What would it change? How would our lives look different? Our attitudes, our dispositions, our moods, our perception of others, our perception of ourselves. I remember doing some identity work when I was younger, but I think it was even more impactful and courageous when I did it as an adult. Now, you may have realized as you listened that I reasoned for you why all of these are true based on my faith. I believe the Bible, and I believe in a good and loving God. And guess what? All of these truths are there in Scripture. I don't know if you've heard Lauren Daigle's song called You Say, but it's about believing in our identities as individuals who have been saved by grace through faith, otherwise known as Christ followers. I'll link to the song on the show notes, but anyway, the first time I heard the song on the radio, I thought she'd gotten to the end of the chorus, and I was like, yeah, that's a good message. But then she concluded the chorus with an anthem almost, declaring, and I believe what you say of me. And that's the work. 
the work of recognizing what we did get in childhood and honoring our parents for that, as well as what we didn't, and asking grace to fill in the gaps. Because here's the deal. This is how this thing works, based on what I believe. I hope you don't mind me sharing this overtly, and I'm totally cool if you believe differently. We live in a broken world that was once perfect and will be restored again at Christ's second coming. He came to us once in the form of a humble baby, and though God lived a human life, then died, was resurrected, and then gifted those of us who believe in him as Lord and Savior with his Holy Spirit, who lives inside of us until we die and go to be with him or he returns. And so what that means is though we have these present family of origin issues to work through in this life, we also have the Holy Spirit through whom we're empowered to live lives of joy and abundance despite our family of origin issues or whatever issues we may have. But our responsibility in that is believing what's true, what he says about us. His grace saves our souls and his Holy Spirit changes our hearts, but it's our responsibility and privilege, really, to be active participants in this overarching story of redemption, starting with ourselves and the transformation of our own minds, hence redeeming childhood messages. So to help you with that work, if you're interested, I've created a new free PDF this week, which lists these truths I just shared, along with scripture that supports these wild claims like you're lovable or a delight. And so your action step then is to download that PDF, identify which truths you never got and therefore need to internalize yourself, and memorize the scripture verse that corresponds with that truth. To snag that PDF for yourself, just visit bravemarriage.com slash 029. Again, that's bravemarriage.com slash 029. And my prayer for you this Christmas is that you would know the truth about yourself and the God who loves you, and that the knowledge of that truth would set you free. Can't wait to be back with you on New Year's Eve. Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile